This is GamesAtWork.biz, your weekly podcast about gaming, technology, and play. Your hosts are Michael Martin, Andy Piper, and Michael Rowe. The thoughts and opinions on this podcast are those of the hosts and guests alone and are not the opinions of any organization which they have been, are, or may be affiliated with. This is episode 363. Make a new plan, Stan. Hello, everybody. My name is Andy Piper, and welcome to GamesAtWork.biz, your weekly technology podcast. And we've got some exciting news stories to canter through uh, from the web and from all over and from tweets and from people sending us messages from different channels and stuff we've noticed. Um, and so we're going to talk about the things that we found interesting. Um quite excited we've got uh, an old classic subject coming up in this show that uh, only comes most mostly comes once a year so we'll, we'll get to that towards the end anyway uh, i'm joined by my two co-hosts and i'm going to throw this across to mr michael rowe how are you doing sir hey andy i am well so glad uh, that we've all gotten dick together this week and uh, even though i actually wanted to just sleep in today <laughs> <laughs> And it would have been really nice to still be asleep because that would have been a really, really, really long nap. Uh, but that didn't happen. So uh, I am ready to have some fun with today's show and all the links and toss it over to our other good friend and co-host, Michael Martin. Howdy, howdy. And uh, we do have a show and a half for everybody. And I'm really excited to get started. So Wait. why don't we dive straight in? We've just got uh, a show one- though, right? We don't have an extra half of the show, just so you don't stay listening, waiting after the credits for, for another half of the show. That's- well, there could, but there could be. That's usually in the third half of the show. Okay. Okay. Yes. That's in the special subscriber-only feed. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you take your device that you're listening to us on and hold it upside down at the very last part of the last song, if you, take you your might iP- hear something new. If you take your iPod Hi-Fi and turn it upside down... Yes. If you have one of those, just uh, don't let the Zeppelin crush you. Somebody managed to um, um, connect a, a, a Nintendo 3DS to an iPod Hi-Fi this week, I noticed, and uh, made it work with the remote control and everything. Really? Cool. Yeah, but that's not in our show notes, so I'll, um, I'll, I'll stop talking. <laughs> well, uh, there is something in our show notes. So the first one in, is uh, a link and a tweet in from Ian saying, this is definitely one for gamesatwork.biz, and it absolutely is. A couple of episodes ago, we talked about some robot dogs and robot cats from a company called Pet Toy. And Mm -hmm. Nibble, that's Nibble with a Y, you figure out where, uh, is a robotic cat. And um, while we didn't talk about it at length in the show, we had it in the notes. And we have now a new-ish version of this bionic quadrupedic cat that has an ability to sense more of its surroundings via ultrasound. And that's kind of super cool. If not, as Michael, you said earlier, a little bit creepy the way the eyes light up as it oh, senses Oh, no, things. it's great. Great creepy. Good creepy. <laughs> <laughs> like creepy doll. Uh, <laughs> so, um, Michael, you spent... Yeah, I, sorry, Michael Martin, you spent some time uh, while we were putting the show together insisting, insisting quite, you know, quite firmly. Quite insistently? About this before. Yes. But... 
but apparently it's brand new and, and, and Ypres decided that we needed to talk about it again. So let's talk about it. Well, uh, you know, the, the, when we first talked about it, right? It was it was about the the kit being available, right? Uh, and uh, kind of a, an ad for what could be done. And this this looks like somebody playing with that out in the world. Uh, I I just think it it's really neat. I'm quite you know, interested. Am, I'm quite interested in the coding uh, environment for the for the nibble, right. which is the cat. Um, it's called Open Cat. Um, an open source project for quadruped robots. Um, and yeah, it does look interesting. Uh, I'd, I'd like to try this out. It mentions it runs in C++ or Python. I'm curious to know how that does fit together. Um, well, it also I, runs in Scratch if memory serves too, um, so that you can kind of work with these robotics on really any level, right? From beginner to much more advanced. Hmm. You can actually also work on it on the Raspberry Pi. It's not just the Arduino. Yeah, the Raspberry Pi. Down into the the Raspberry Pi is not included, evidently. Um, right. Probably because they're like hen's teeth to get teeth to get hold of the chips at the moment for the uh, the full Pi. And the RP twenty forty is pretty easy to to to, <laughs> to pick up. But um, yeah. Now I know I, I remember when we spoke about this before, and I I said I said no 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 I'm not going to back it on Kickstarter. And now I'm looking at it again and regretting that I said that. Okay, never mind. Yeah, it's it's uh, actually available on Indiegogo. Of course, that's what that's the new thing. If you if you're successful on Kickstarter, then you go fund on Indiegogo as well to like ultra boost your money. Uh, that's been my experience with a few few projects now. I'm wait, still waiting for the um, the the bird feeder with the camera and the AI and stuff. That's been funded, I think, across three different crowdfunding platforms and is two years late. I mean, yes, okay, there's been a pandemic and a chip shortage and all of the other things but hey i i'm still waiting on my very first kickstarter that i backed which was the authorized biography of the band devo um which the guy actually made the film sent it to devo for review and they said no <laughs> so so it never shipped so anyway, uh, one other quick thing as, as we talk about this thing that I think is really cool is the fact that it is a wood frame uh, instead of a plastic or a metal for, for the cat's body. It's actually made out of wood. Uh, and uh, uh, a year plus ago, I, I actually got a puzzle that's a wood puzzle to make a uh, film projector. Uh, and I just love that this, the aesthetic of those. So uh, very, very cool. I uh, can't can't wait to see which one of us breaks down and actually orders it. So it's a duck because it's made of wood. <laughs> It'll float. And it floats. <laughs> Little small rocks. Um, uh, <laughs> don't throw your raspberry pie in the bath, please. <laughs> <laughs> They're not water resistant. Uh, water absorbent. Oh my goodness. Um, so uh, let's move on to Snap. Um, so Snap, who we know uh, has spectacles and, and has had them now for, for quite a while, has made an acquisition uh, for another piece of hardware now from a company called NextMind um, that has some commonality around the thought reading uh, ex uh, examples that we've been talking about here for a while, including ones that I spell incorrectly <laughs> hither and yon. So th this next mind capability um, looks to me like it is a um, 
oh, gosh, I don't know. It's it's big, right? If you're going to do some of uh, the thought, um, human brain um, interface kind of uh, elements, this is still a really big thing. And I, I don't know exactly how it would be worn. Do you, do you guys have I, I, I think I've seen this one before, and it's actually on a strap hmm. and sits on the front of your forehead. Oh, so are they showing two of them, um, and you would I, wear I one of them? I think they're showing two. No, so if you but look, I'm not sure. If there's a, if you click through towards the beginning of the article, um, I think it's the second link in the article. We took it for mm-hmm. a spin in te- on the TechCrunch site, and you yep. can ah. see a man there um, in the next article wearing it, and you can see that one of the large um, round segments is at the rear of so the skull. So it's on the back. So it goes across the back and front. Yeah. front. Um, okay. That makes more sense because you need to triangulate more to get the the sensor readings. Ah, excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, I find it interesting in the sense of what is being. And yeah, if you scroll further down that story, you see again the headband going around the back of the back of the head. Um, I, I find it interesting in, in only terms, on the back, not on the front. Uh, yeah, you do, and yeah, you don't see any pictures of it from the front in this article. There's there's a video uh, further down of a gameplay demo and it's only on the back of the head. Interesting. Well, I find I find it I'm curious about the assembly of components. We've talked about other companies, Apple being one quietly assembling pieces of a system um before and and Snap I've now got they've themselves come out with the spectacles. They've acquired a company that's to do with um AR content, wave optics for AR head- headsets. Sorry, that was components, not AR content. Um, and, and then obviously this, and they, they talk about this in the content uh, context of long-term augmented reality research efforts. So something that started out as a way of sharing short photos and video content online um, on, on mobile evolving um, or the investing in these kind of things, I think is interesting to me. Um, it could end up being a very different thing than Snapchat started out as. Much right. as, I mean, obviously much as Meta uh, has, has become something different to what Facebook was back in the beginning. But uh, I think it's fascinating to watch them do this kind of forward thinking investment. I have no idea what the quality or the of uh, this particular uh, headset or this this system is, I don't remember having heard of it before, but maybe we did speak about it at some point in the past. I don't remember it either. And um, this is a Paris-based company that that this acquisition NextMind is is about. And mm. um, so I don't think we touched on it before. But the the other neat thing about this is that it's a one-way interface, right? So it's not a bi-directional brain to computer and computer to brain interface it is a one-way thing so like the the example they use is that you can virtually push a button by focusing on it and there are other mechanisms to do something similar to that right so there there's some that can be done with breath there's some that can be done with eye tracking and cameras you know other other ways to solve that problem it it goes back to the thought and we've talked about this multiple times with mm-hmm. these type of sensors of how granular can it map the thought, right? Um, pushing a button is trivial when it comes to a, a, a brain sensor like this. Um, matter of fact, the very early ones that I played with in 2008, right? Uh, so what, 14 years ago now? The very first thing you learned was push. 
right. then pull, <laughs> right? Push and pull. Those are the two things. Um, once you got very much further than that, again, it becomes the granularity of the signal and the map of the mind that it's building based off of those signals. Given the fact that this is literally just focused on the back of the head, now that we've confirmed via the pictures, um, it's number of sensors are right at the base of the skull. You're only going to have certain amount of types of signals you're going to be able to collect uh, of the electrical impulses in the structure of the brain. Mm -hmm. So uh, interesting uh, for simple placement, push, pull. I don't know how it gets into fine granular stuff that might get us into that vein that we were talking about a few weeks back on Meta's placement of objects, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, very specific placement of objects. I can't wait to see how it evolves, right? Again, the the algorithms of interpreting more and more data out of the same signals are getting better. So, so maybe you'll get six or eight different commands. Uh, I just don't see it being dramatic. But it will be interesting, and I can't wait to see what they do with it. Well, my my expectation would be that the augmented reality capability of the spectacles would be, what are you looking at? Oh, I'm looking at Michael. I'm looking at the Eiffel Tower. I'm looking at that restaurant. And now I want to learn more about it. So I click, right? Right. So this is now the I virtual push. version of the click. It's a push that now and And I don't have more. to say, hey, dingus, tell me more about the person I'm looking at, right? Well, that depends on what you call your phone or your friends, right? <laughs> exactly. Well, I don't want to use the A word or yeah. the S word, right? Sure. <clears throat> so. Yeah. So. Yeah. It, it may be that more information button that they're creating. Right. Right. Because you can always do that by push, push, push. And then I'm going back to your, your notion of pull being the next one is like, okay, come back up a level or reset yep. or something like that. Yep. Right. All right, so next article that's on our hit parade today um, is, is coming from, from Mel Magazine, which um, apparently if you go there in the show notes, you too <laughs> might be Could win a MacBook, MacBook Pro. Pro. <laughs> 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 um, so uh, this, this website, uh, or this article is about artificial intelligence doing things that are problematic, difficult, um to do if you're a human and, and automating some things. So gosh, you know, there's a lot of things you might wish you could do in an automated fashion. Um, and apparently um, one of them might be breaking up with someone. So yes, you've heard of people breaking up uh, in a text or breaking up, I, I don't know, via, um, you know, restaurant reviews on Yelp or something. I don't know. There could be all kinds of breaking up. Now you can have an artificial intelligence that can not only figure out if you're compatible, but to figure out if you're no longer compatible. And if that's the case, take advantage of um, the AI capabilities, handling, handling all the messy bits. I, I'm yeah. excited because I'm, I'm, I'm uh, anticipating this as a really good add-on feature, possibly a paid subscription add-on for uh, um, my, the, uh, the holiday card tracker app that I use. Because... Uh, <laughs> It could work out when I'm ready to break up with somebody, and uh, and, and it'll recommend a card. Recommend a card, uh, and knowing my relationship with that person, it would have done its machine learning already to figure out the model of the, the text I should use in that card, and to determine the sentiment, the appropriate yes. sentiment, the appropriate sentiment. Huh. I see you're wanting to break up with them. <laughs> have you thought about writing them a nice card? Yes, exactly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, um, 
in all seriousness, that this is a an intriguing way of looking at um, a set of relationships and structures and data that oftentimes have been used to say, well, what things are compatible with one another, whether you're talking about protein folding or going out on a date or whatever, and then flipping this, if you will, <laughs> on its head to then say, okay, when, when might be the right time to stop something? And if I think about one of the aspects of my day job, um, when you invest in something, it goes through a an investment in a in a cycle where you make some assessment about what you think is going to be the return on that investment and where you go and so on and so forth. So there are some practical aspects to this aside from the the joking ones that we're we're playing with right now of when is it the right time to say, hey, you know what the it's not likely that continuing to move forward as we have been is going to have the outcomes that you want. So therefore switch gears and doing something that complicated with people, that's really complex stuff, right? Well, what I found more interesting or or interesting about the article was the fact that 7% of the people that were researched against this, um, this potential AI capability would immediately break up with somebody if the AI apps had break up with them. So there's 7%. They would break up immediately. Now, 48% said, yeah, no, but I'll be on the lookout for when I should or if there's a red flag. So so well, something I found interesting was that the fact that the uh, journalist used Reddit to uh, research the topic and, yes. and basically ask the question in the artificial intelligence subreddit. Um, and yeah. they, they appear to have you know they didn't identify in the question as, as doing any kind of research themselves or being a journalist they just asked the question in reddit and waited to see what would happen and then used some of the responses in the article um which was well interesting to me i've seen a lot of it happen a lot with the local um news on facebook um i've seen people but ge generally they do identify as journalists there and say you know i'm writing a story about this local issue what do you think about this thing um so yeah, I, I found that curious. I also found yeah. some of the responses. It's definitely not a peer-reviewed study. No, no, no. I found some <laughs> of the the responses from people that they'd obviously spoken to as well, rather than the people. I mean, obviously, people on Reddit are people on Reddit, but pe are people as well. But um, the, the, there's a couple of other people who don't um, don't uh, aren't identified through Reddit uh, and have some good thoughts, you know, in terms of somebody here saying a 24 year old from London saying that if someone is using an AI app to decide if they want to break up, they've probably already made that decision. They're just looking for a way of doing it or coming up with the excuse, you know, rather than actually, I think that speaks a lot to augmentation rather than, you know, giving up your decision-making ability to, um, to technology. Yeah, we, we've had many discussions on this point, and, and I've always found it more appropriate to call it augmented intelligence, not artificial intelligence, right? Uh, you don't want to delegate the decision-making to, to an algorithm, but you might want the information provided uh, to help you in improving your own decision-making. Well, true, true, and and I I like the phraseology of next best action, right? So you know that applies here too. So if the recommendation is your next best action is to terminate your your relationship, um, 
you have to be the one to, that makes that judgment call versus, okay, well, I'll just have the AI write, <laughs> write the text <laughs> message and press send. Mm-hmm. Um, flip, flip side, though, too, you could also see where if you are um, a, a dating app, and you get engagement when people are looking for dates. The, the dating app might be biased to say, "You think?" <laughs> to say, "Hey, how about starting a new relationship? Yeah. How about this one? Break over up with them and find another one. We'll only charge you twenty five dollars for that one." <laughs> you know, or Airbnb for that matter. It's like, "Hey, don't stay at this place. You'll want to stay at this other place." And you know, here's a good reason to to cancel that uh, reservation and do this one instead. Um, a lot of interesting ways that this could be used. So I don't want to beat it to death here, but the the premise was funny to start with about having an AI do for you uh, yet another uh, unsavory or difficult task. And this was an interesting one to go play with. Um, all right. So um, now uh, I don't think this is an unsavory or difficult task, but this article from Cult of Mac caught our attention uh, during the week this week because the new studio display from Apple, one of the features that it brings, because it's got like an iPad on the inside in terms of chipset and function and capability. So it's a, it's a display, but it's a really smart display. It's an A13 chip. Um, yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's you know, it's not just a piece of glass, right? It's more more than that. Um, you can now um, do the Hey S, you know, function. So uh, being careful not to dingus. Yeah, <laughs> I don't like that term really. Um, but uh, you can add that feature to older Mac models because it's got microphones and speakers and all kinds of other stuff, and you're kind of upgrading your environment by just hooking in your old Mac to this new studio display monitor. Uh, not compelling enough for me to get it. Um, I was, I was going to say, uh, it, would either of you buy the studio display if no. you didn't already have a decent monitor? Almost certainly not. It's too expensive um, and too limited, and they want you to you know, decide whether you need a base for it first and all that, and then not let you take it off the base and all that sort of nonsense. I, don't, I think that's disappointing um i think it's really interesting that they've put a processor and memory in it uh and, yeah. and storage i should say 64 gig of storage as well as the the a3 13 bionic um there was talk some time ago a couple of years ago that they were working on putting or considering putting uh the the, the processor into the into a display and they've done it um, but the fact that it's also got 64 gig of ram um, is uh, sorry uh, of, of storage. I keep saying RAM, and I mean I mean storage. Um, it's storage. Yeah, is, uh, it's is fascinating in the sense that it could become a, um, an Apple TV in the future um, because the Apple TV runs tvOS is essentially iOS with some different skin on the front, and right. as yep. starts off, I believe at sixty four gig of storage, um, or it may have changed and gone up now. But um, I, I find that I find that interesting. Um, I. Do like the idea of the ultra wide camera with the center stage stuff, and of course yep. I like a speaker system. But I'm or I'm sat, sat here right now with my AirPods Max on because I'm an Apple fan, <laughs> um, and I can get very nice spatial audio off of those for things as well. I do miss um, uh, center stage because I'm using a regular webcam, and, I, and I've, but I'm very I'm pretty happy with the monitor display I've got. I'd like more screens uh if i had more space but i don't have more space so i think it's a, a an excessibly priced item and so were my headphones so i'm not one to 
to argue that. And I don't think that the addition of the smart assistant is enough to, would be enough either to persuade me otherwise. There's something there though, right? That allows for some new set of features to be announced and used is my suspicion. I think that's true. And I think having because the camera otherwise, is, why would you waste the money doing that, right? I think a, having a, the camera a, on board is is a big deal as well for that from that same yeah. perspective in terms of mm-hmm. what we've spoken about in whether they seem to be headed around AR and other things. I think they're, they're, it's it's really interesting, and I I, I, I find the I, I find the, the 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 opportunity to use it with other devices fascinating as well in terms of what they've done to enable. They've they've made I think boot camp drivers for Windows available. Um, I didn't yep. think boot camp was still a thing, but oh, there you go. I suppose it is on the older. It is on an old, Intel old, Mac, yeah, exactly on the older Macs. Exactly, you can still do that. Um, so yeah, I think it's yeah disappointingly um, limited. I I, I actually uh, I was just about to pull the trigger when my NAS died. <laughs> and I spent about the same amount of money getting an upgraded oh, yes. NAS. Yeah. <laughs> so so I, a, I actually thought it was right in line price-wise with what I was expecting. Uh, yeah, really? Uh, if you think about the LG 5K monitor, that was yeah. 13K. Yeah. So that's pretty pricey, too. 13K. This is a couple of hundred bucks more. 1.3. 1.3K, thank you. Yes, I was... <laughs> yep. Yeah. Decimals. Um, yeah. A couple of bucks more. Uh, it uh, has... As you say, the microphones, the speaker, the camera, all good. Uh, the fact that it integrates well with an Apple ecosystem, by definition, would be great. Given the problems that I've had with my external USB-C Thunderbolt monitor, that's a 4K monitor, or UHD. Yeah, UHD is, I think, what it's classified as. Um, and the fact that it doesn't always recognize get recognized by the Mac is annoying enough to where getting rid of that annoyance would have been a really nice thing. Oh. Um, I do agree that there's something else possibly in there. I don't know if they're going to enable it, though. I, I honestly think, uh, why would they? If you bought it at that price with this stuff and it's not enabled, why can't they sell you the upgraded one in two years that enables those additional features that might happen? It doesn't right? have... HDR even. I mean, the monitor I'm using is significantly cheaper than that, um, and and has HDR, yeah. which I, you know it does isn't always flawless with the Mac. It does sometimes give me depending on how I plug things. Well, in there's in a the difference sequence. between the 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 Retina display and then a high res Windows display, right? Yeah. Uh, so so you know it it would have been nice to have. Uh, I'm not getting it now. I, I will say that <laughs> that money whoosh, gone. <laughs> Um, and, you know, I do have a nice 4K 27-inch uh, monitor USB-C that's attached with its own ports. And, and again, that's the other part. It does include a hub in it, basically, uh, with, uh, with all the extra plugs in the back. I can't believe that the, the cable doesn't come out easily, right? Yeah, but the how many times cable? do you need to take the cable out, seriously? Right? Um, it's not that. I, I, I heard an argument, and it made a lot of sense to me, was, you know... They've they've brought back the MagSafe cable yep. on certain devices. Yep. Why didn't they just put a MagSafe on it? Yeah. Or or that like would have been the a IMAX, really nice thing. The colorful IMAX with those braided cable power cords yeah. and such could have done the same thing as that, right? 
Yeah. I, you know, for, for me, I'm, I'm looking at right now an Apple display hub monitor too. It's the previous version of this. And it's, I think it's like from 2016 or 18 or somewhere in that range. I, I, I was able to get it from uh, used from a friend and I love it. And it makes it really easy for me to switch between one Mac and another. Uh, yep. I've, I've got all my peripherals plugged in to the display. Um, I would like a better camera. Um, that, so that would be a, an improvement for me. Um, I don't worry about the speakers. Andy, kind of like you, I'm on headphones all the time anyway. Uh, the microphone, um, I'm using a what I think is a decent microphone, so I wouldn't be using the onboard ones either. Right? Um, yeah, so that's kind of where, where I'd be parked. Let's keep to in tune uh, in tune with this because maybe maybe we'll find out what those new things are going to be as we go. So uh, as we are wrapping up this show, we have a, a couple of fun things. One Andy alluded to, and others uh, <laughs> are just sort of common for us. So we have some a couple of Lego points. Um, Lego has a number of new trilogy scenes from Star Wars that were yes. announced, and they'll be available. Uh, one of them will only be available at Walmart, as I understand. Hmm. But uh, these are explains, these are really quite fun. That explains why when I went on the Lego store website yesterday looking for these to add to my wish list, um, maybe they weren't all there. Um, that's um, I hadn't read that piece. So you got three dioramas, um, which is a new format for Lego, a little uh, kind of a new format, um, and I love them. Uh, I love the, the, I love the especially love the trash compactor. Um, it's got the, it's got the uh, hands hands line. Uh, one thing's for sure, we're all going to be a lot thinner printed on the front on the as a, on the little uh, footer. It's <laughs> cool, and yeah. um, the video of it shows uh, the animation of it being you know crushing together, um, which is which is really fun. I'm not so in love with the Dagobah set. Um, I do like no, especially do, that you can't get that X-wing out of the, well, the swamp, but right? I, you're right. You can't get the X-wing out of the swamp. But well, you need to think really hard. There's two things I do like about it. One of them is um, the muddy version of R2 um, in the swamp there, mm-hmm. and the second one being just the just the little bit of X-wing wing. I just think it's cute. Just it's just that little bit that's sticking out. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, and the final one being um, the um, the Death Star trench run, which I, I do quite like. It does give it a bit. Yeah, it does seem quite fine. dynamic um, sense to it. Um, but oh yeah, so the the de- no, see, it says the Death Star trash compactor will be available exclusively at Walmart. Oh, but then it but it says apart from Lego.com and Lego stores. So um, hmm. so that one you can only outside of the Lego stores you can only get in Walmart. That's what it is. That's the exclusivity. Um, you can get all of them if you go through official Lego channels, as I would recommend you do, because you should all be VIPs by now. Yes. And if you're not Lego VIPs, then let me do the ordering for you, and I'll get your VIP points. Yeah, definitely <laughs> take them. Uh, Michael, you found a um, a fun article on Slashfilm about uh, some new Weird Al songs that are still new because no one's ever heard them. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> With the Star Wars theme. With the right? Star Wars theme, yeah. Uh, and 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 if you've heard his, um, he, he's done other Star Wars songs before, like Yoda, which I've always loved. Yep. Um, but uh, the thing that I really enjoyed this is the Star Wars Detours trailer at the bottom in the mm-hmm. article, which is which is really funny. It's uh, it reminded me a lot of um, 
Jedi House. Do either of you remember the Jedi House uh, cartoon? Uh, not cartoon video. It, it was basically Animal House set in the Star Wars universe. Oh, that's funny. I, I I've got it pulled off the web from twenty years ago, and I'll I'll I'll, I'll uh, put it I'll up on our site. No, I'll I'll send it to you. <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious. Well, to to wrap things up uh, in a bow. Uh, given the time of year that it is, um, we we here on our Peepcast like to talk about peeps every so often, and today's one of those days. So there is a uh, a mashed.com article about America's favorite peeps, and uh, there's a whole bunch of them. There's bunnies, and there's chicks, and there's all kinds of peeps, and you can get them all year round, which is a good thing, and they talk about whether you should age your peeps, which some of us do. Uh, or if you should have them fresh while they're super soft and and uh, e- even even more chewy, so you, go, I, go find your peeps. I, am, I mean, Michael, obviously, you're being as immersed in peeps culture as you are. Um, you would you would know this already, but I was not familiar with the um, tradition at Peeps Fest in uh, in in Bethlehem, the site of the Peeps Factory, with um, the four hundred pound peep dropping. To commemorate, to celebrate New Year at the stroke of midnight. I I did not know about that either. I, well, you, I would worry about the four hundred pound peep falling on me. I, I mean, would be worried too. But we used to do Peep Fest, not Peeps Fest, but Peep <coughs> Fest in our neighborhood, and we did that annually for a number of years until the bookstore that hosted all of us and the the hilarity that would ensue unfortunately closed. Uh, we did not use four hundred pounds of peeps. Well, team, that is where we are for today. I hope you enjoyed this. Uh, go buy some peeps. Uh, go sign up at lego.com. Uh, go talk to us later. Have a great one. We'll see, see you next week. See ya. Bye. You've been listening to GamesAtWork.biz, the podcast about gaming, technology, and play. We are part of the Blueberry Podcasting Network and would like to thank the band Random Encounters for their song, Big Blue. You can follow us on Twitter at gamesatwork_biz or at our website at gamesatwork.biz. dot